I yes. wanted to say, you know how we were talking about earlier taking care of your trees and things? Yes. I just got a um, news alert from the um, Mankato Department of Public Safety about how trees can be dangerous if you don't take care of them. This happened this morning at 2.30 in the morning. A uh, tree branch fell on an occupied tent in the Land of Memories Park. Of course, that's what's going on with that. Uh, yes. At 409 Amos Owens Lane. Uh, officers found a four-year-old girl with life-threatening injuries and began life-saving me- measures, and she passed away. So um, oh other family occupants in the tent were unharmed. So, I mean, that just goes to show me. She was four? Four years old. Well, you know, they're camping because it's, the, it's yeah. the powwow. So they have yeah. that yeah. awesome, beautiful thing out there. I mean, that just it just yeah. makes me so sad. But that just goes to show you, you know, I, I remember when out at the lake house, I had this tree that, remember, it, it kind of yes. split and it was dying. And... Uh, we got a quote, and it was $3,000 to take that down. And it's like, well, do you do this? Do you spend that much money? Right. But you know what? If something like that happens, exactly. so we spent the money, and then right. I had some more. So it was like $3,500 to take all this down. Um, and, of course, in a park, that's a hard thing because it's a, right. so, anyway, just our hearts go out you to know, those people. <clears throat> this is not a good comparison, but um, my neighbor has uh, a bunch of uh, maples. They're the soft maple. Oh, And that's why silver. you don't, don't plant weak trees like that. Yes, exactly. And so they get a big crown on them, and a lot of times they have smaller branches that you don't see. But we had so much uh, wind this summer, and I was out, um, not under them, but on my side of the the property line and a little ways away. And in this wind, this branch came down, and it missed me, of course. But, you know, if it had hit me... I um, I probably wouldn't be here doing this program now. Well, and that's the thing <coughs> why we do talk, and the arborist I talked to at uh, a previous sh- uh, show talked about stop planting uh, some of the maples. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to say, <coughs> but especially things like silver maples. Yes. Um, other weak trees, and yes, they grow fast, and a lot of people want that instant, you know, right. foliage and everything, but sometimes... It's not worth it. So um, that's right, and it really isn't fair to plant a tree and think, "Well, we're only going to be here ten years, and we're going to move or something right. like that." You know, think of the next person coming along; they're going to have this huge expense. When we were looking at houses in Georgia, we looked at a house that was perfect, but it had eight big overgrown trees in the yard. That would have to be removed. Or that's a terrible expense. Yeah, yep. we're, we're not going to do that. But yeah. a lot of people, when they move in a house, don't <coughs> think of that because they're like, oh, look at these beautiful trees versus sure, sure. this might fall in the house someday. You know, I was going to mention the amount of rain. You know, I have a rain gauge and yes. I'm tracking rain. In the last two weeks, the... Uh, a week ago, the rain we got was actually four tenths. Oh. Now, I went out and checked the rain gauge this morning. Two tenths. Okay. With all that hullabaloo we had last night with all the winds. The winds oh, my gosh. I thought we were getting a tornado, and it just howled when it, it came through. Amazing, it yeah. didn't last very long, but um, my neighbor across the street, they have a silver maple. They have one of those dead branches that came down. Yeah. Um, so, you know... Um, um, trees are wonderful, but make sure you're not creating a problem for future generations Absolutely. as well as yourself. Well, Barb, thank you so much for coming on the show. We will chat with you again next week. All right. Thanks, Karen. All right. It is one minute past 10, and you are listening to A Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio, 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK, 91.3 FM in Austin, online at KMSU.org, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato, big ideas and real world thinking. 60 degrees here on the campus at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Today's high, 72 
Time now for our, well, we're going to have our Maverick magazine coming right up. Hey everybody. Yeah, we love the uh, Maverick Rouser. Paul Allen on the air with you. As we uh, get rolling here with another edition of Maverick Magazine, it's been a while since I've been on the air. I think the guys uh, were on last uh, Friday with the first edition of Maverick Magazine for this year. And uh, we were on hiatus for uh, about a year and a half. And we're glad to be back on. So thanks very much for having us back on. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in to KMSU on the campus here in Minnesota State. So I'm Paul Allen. I work in the MSU Department of Athletics. I'm a social athletic director. Joined this morning by uh, some folks from our communications office, Jordan O'Grady. Hello. Nick, Nick Burns. Hello. Connor Waxtell. ODPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to, good to um, have you guys um, as we're going to talk uh, a little bit about Maverick Athletics here for the next 20 minutes or so, as um, we're underway, uh, well underway as a matter of fact with our fall sports, and um, have been really since uh, late August, early September with uh, football, volleyball, and and um, a couple other sports here. And I know that uh, women's tennis has had some events and will continue to do so here in the fall, but men's golf and women's golf, um, our men's and women's cross-country teams have been in action as well, and so we're going to we're going to run the gamut here as we're, <laughs> we've been, we've been busy. We, believe it or not, we've been busy. And, and one of the cool things about uh, the entire deal is of course, we didn't have a fall sports season last, uh, last year. It sounds incredible, but uh, there was no football, no women's soccer, no volleyball, no cross country. Um, our golf teams did compete a little bit in the spring uh, last year, but uh, traditionally uh, they also have a fall sports season. They didn't have that either. So a uh, relatively short season uh, school year for, the uh, Maverick men's and women's golf teams, and, and we've got a couple of young coaches on board with our golf programs, um, uh, running our uh, men's and women's uh, golf programs right now. Alex Schmitz is, is our newly entrenched men's golf coach, and Bailey Jurdis, uh, I guess, in her second term, having been hired last year uh, with our women's golf program, and they got underway with their season this past uh, Monday and Tuesday, playing up in Bemidji. The men were playing at the uh, BSU Invitational and finished tied for fourth. Ben Laffin, who's a senior from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, tied for first in the individual standings and um, is this week's NSIC Men's Golfer of the Week. Uh, shot 71-72 uh, for a 36-hole total of 143. Um, and uh, first team All-NSIC guy last year, a senior on that team. And we've got a young, uh, really talented group of uh, players on there. And Alex Schmitz has done a great job and his assistant coach, Todd Finkston, of uh, recruiting and um, uh, looking for big things for a men's golf program. Our women's golf team had a, a really good start to the year, finishing tied for second under Bailey 
Jurtis. Uh, both teams are in action um, beginning of next week with the men's team heading out to Rapid City, South Dakota for the Hard Rocker Invitational, one of the great nicknames. That's the Minnesota, that's the South Dakota School of Mines, Bernsey. Yep. Right? The Hard mm-hmm. Rockers? I think so. Yep. Um, and uh, that's Monday, Tuesday, and the women are at the Golden Bear Classic. You know where that one's at, guys? The Golden Bear Classic? The Golden Bear. Uh, is that St. Paul? It's St. Paul, Minnesota, hosted by Concordia of St. Paul. So that'll be next Monday and Tuesday for a women's golf team. Um, in action this weekend, uh, our men's, women's, men's and women's cross-country programs are um, at the Augie Invitational. Is that right? Augie Invitational? No, they were at the Augie Invitational. Open the season back in September 3rd. That's what that was. Uh, the men were 8th, the women were 5th, and they uh, haven't competed since then. Uh, they're heading over to Kenosha for uh, the uh, Lucian Rosa Invitational hosted by UW Parkside. Uh, that's tomorrow. So um, just getting underway with men's and women's cross country. And um, good luck to Ben Held with the men's program and Jen Blue, the longtime coach of our women's cross country program. Um, we uh, have uh, not necessarily a full slate of home events, but we do have home action this weekend. And uh, a couple teams, I mentioned uh, the cross-country teams in action on the road over in Kenosha. But uh, we do have some home events. And then I think is women's soccer on the road this Correct. weekend, right? Okay, so let's go down the schedule here real quick for this weekend. Beginning with today with women's soccer taking on Wayne State in uh, Nebraska, uh, getting underwear at uh, 3 p.m. And uh, uh, women's soccer program had a good weekend last week we split a couple of uh, non-conference yeah. road matches right yep and the uh, loss was against a tough number their seventh ranked uh central missouri jennies um that was uh both were one goal matches uh that and the northwest missouri state game against the bearcats um the game against central mo uh the mavericks had a commanding two nothing lead at the end of the first half and then uh central missouri came out to, uh, ready to play for that uh second half there um, so Mavericks were up 2 nothing, and um, UCM came out of the gate, uh, goal in the 51st minute, and then another in the 72nd minute to tie it 2-2. Uh, the Mavericks took the lead back in the 79th minute uh, with a goal from Brenda Sens. In the 82nd minute, UCM tied the game match again, and then in the 88th minute, they uh, got, grabbed the game-winning goal. So, um, nice rival we have going with Central Mo. Yeah. Taught, like us, they're one of the top programs in the country year in, year out, and um, uh, they got us this time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've had our way with them as well. Yeah. And it hasn't just been, it's nice that the, those two teams get to score off during the regular season, especially early in, early in the year. You find out where you, you stand, I think, as a program. And, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the year, it's typically us and in our region, coming out of our conference in Central Mo is usually right there with their program too. One of the things about it, you're going to talk about the Northwest Missouri State game here in a sec, Connor, which is uh, a match we won. But um, one of the things that surprised me, it was a, uh, the, uh, the game was Central Mo. They're, they're ranked. Uh, we're not ranked. Uh, and again, uh, we've talked about this before on this thing about, uh, I'm, I'm, to me, it's not necessarily a lack of respect thing, but I don't know how we can possibly be unranked. In f- in f- have we received any votes yet? As a matter we of fact, we just did this. Just week. did, just did, and, and uh, I don't. I really don't understand it. Um, um, I, 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 on a national level, I can understand with being Division Two, maybe a little more difficult. And but typically, uh, when voters go to vote uh, in Division Two, usually it's 
um, on a historical type boat, especially at the beginning of the year. Well, Minnesota State's usually pretty good. We don't know a whole lot about them. I haven't taken, you know, the voters, I don't vote. But the voters, I assume, I don't know how deep they look at the rosters, who's returning and coming back. But Jenny Vetter is one of the top players in the country, and we've got a lot of really good veteran players. But we did lose some. Um, but it seems to me that we should be, at, and I'm glad to hear we're finally getting votes, but it seems to me odd that we hadn't been ranked, to me. Well, and it was really odd to me last spring because he kind of had the thing where some teams are playing a lot of official matches, and then we only got one official match in and yep. 15 exhibitions. And they were doing rankings last spring. So you had teams that were ranked all of a sudden that were just playing a spring season while the other ones weren't. So teams fell out of the rankings, and eventually by about week four, we fell out from fifth and just fell like all the way out. So uh, I'm not sure there. It was kind of interesting. Maybe they just forgot about us, maybe. Yeah, and then a lot the, of good teams, I guess. This year's make polls, them remember us, right? So, yep. There's a lot of like. So they say, like, the previous ranking or whatever, yep. and, like, half the field of 25 was not ranked Unranked. before this week. Well, there could be a couple things there. Uh, maybe they had a, a changing of the guard relative who was doing the voting. That's possible. Um, um, we really didn't have a season last year, uh, but we had uh, the year before. We were pretty good. Uh, so, um, and I'm trying to get too fired up about it because it really doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the year, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be there again anyway. So, and then and then we picked up a nice win against Northwest Missouri State to close out that road trip, right? Yep, that was a one nothing win. Uh, Mackenzie Rath got her second career clean sheet in that match, and Jenny Vetter scored the game winning goal in the 76th minute uh, by way of a free kick. Well, Con- Connor, here's another thing: Have we stopped saying shutout in soccer? Did I say shutout? No. Oh, I said clean sheet. I did. I, but you're not the only one. I've noticed in uh, press release from our schools is that it, it doesn't they don't they use the term shutout anymore in soccer? I, I don't know. I just know all my days of playing FIFA. I, it's I, called the clean sheet. I, I bet it. I bet it. To, <laughs> I, I bet it's in your, your press <laughs> releases, and uh, you use use the word clean, the term clean sheet like on more than one occasion, and didn't oh. use the word shutout once. I'm just curious, is that how that goes? Like like in in softball, you know how things goes with sports vernacular. Um, obviously, you can't use mound in softball, and now it's just in the circle. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe there's a changing of the guard. But that's like me. You know, my deal. And Jordan says I'm old school, and I, and I and I am with a lot of stuff. But in in hockey, I'm not using puck drop for the start of the game. You guys have heard my rant on that. Before. Oh yeah, yes. Still face off. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I think you're I onto something though with the FIFA reference because a lot of people play FIFA, so and they hear yeah. they hear that. I hear it more and more all the time. I mean, yeah. shutouts going away. Clean sheet. I hope hmm. hockey old shutout. I'm wondering if it's a North American, uh, European type of deal. FIFA is an international organization. Yeah. Hockey and soccer aren't related in North America, where um, you know soccer is a uh, still evolving. I think in some respect, when and um, um, hockey's been here for a long time as a pro league, and it's always been shutout. Is hockey still and, and refer to it as sudden death overtime or anything I, like that? I don't, or? I don't know. Yeah. Um, by the way, the clean sheet thing is, is actually, if you look, like, look at it, it's, a, it's like it's a piece of paper and there's no s- offense, no scoring here on this one side. That's where it comes from, right, relative mm-hmm. to the term clean sheet. It's clean sheet. didn't have to write down any name, anything for scoring. I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. So, so- <laughs> so- so- <laughs> soccer uh, on the road this weekend, uh, beginning NSIC action. Is that the deal? Wayne State, obviously, tomorrow. Yep, Wayne State today at 3, oh, today, and then Augustana yep. on Sunday on at Sunday, 1. Sunday, yeah, okay. So there will be a couple of good matches for us. I mean, when you go on the road, you always have challenges. Uh, what do we know about those two 
programs this year? Um, I know I talked to Ben Jones on the way down to his office this week. Um, he's really looking forward to that one. Um, ben Jones is an assistant coach, obviously, yep, with yep. our Sorry about that. soccer program. Yep. <laughs> yep, thanks for clearing that up. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically starting NSIC competition uh, this week. Um, I know they're they're looking to get two big wins there. They're undefeated all-time against Wayne State. Um, 28 and two, I believe, all time against Augustana, um, and both teams are off to a, I guess you call it a rough start. A little slow start, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, expectations are, regardless of who we're playing, is that we're going to win, uh, even when we go on the road. And no matter who it is, I know how uh, our women's program functions. So good luck to the Mavericks on the road at home this weekend. Though the volleyball program beginning tonight, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Taking on you, Mary, 6 p.m. at Taylor Center. Um, had a great preseason tournament run there going five and three in the first two in the Kenewa volleyball classic and the Hampton and Invitational did well coach Phelps was pleased he was able to go deep deep in the bench and they also played the mass majority of all sets possible in the first tournament they played 19 out of 20 sets of their possible four matches and they didn't quite hit the 19 mark in the second tournament they were in, but yeah, had a lot of good depth and they found a lot of a lot of uh, points in defense with young young um, players in Brooke Bulwark and Kaya Durant. Brooke um, has, I would think, taken over the primary setter spot and she led the team in assists the last tournament and in three matches in the Kenawa tournament. Um, she had over 25 assists in the three matches she played. And then Kaya, I don't know exactly where she is still in the standings, but at the end of last weekend's tournament, she was third in the conference as a freshman in blocks. So just seeing that and hearing from Coach Phelps, having that depth from the young contributors early on and then having um, your senior Mara Kwam, who's I don't – I should have had the exact stat, but is nipping away at the all-time digs record, closing in um, – and then having a bunch of outside hitters and um, people that can really contribute kills at a consistent rate and Jessica Nelson, Dana Schindler, and Mar- Mariah Edgerton really showed up in the last Hampton Inn Invitational over at Parkside. Um, so, yeah, they got a good uh, smattering of talent across the board from young to old in terms of freshman to senior. And um, starting off with you, Mary, who's reeling, I w- coming in with a 2-6 and six record tonight, and then tomorrow they'll pl- face Minot, who's 0-5 right now. We'll see how that turns out tonight with their match. But um, a good kind of building blocks leading up into conference play. Everyone saw a bunch of playing time for the most part, and um, yeah, I don't want to say any win's an easy win, but facing off two of the two of the weaker opponents in the NSIC as of right now, it's build that confidence and keep building it. Um, Coach Phelps is excited. He's he's said to me a couple of times how much he's been surprised by the young talent with them. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it tonight, starting conference play. You married tonight at 6, and uh, tomorrow afternoon, 2, come over before the football game, support Volleyball Mavericks as they take on Minot. So exciting weekend for yep. the volleyball team. Homeowner partner is always exciting, yep. right? Uh, a couple things uh, with the volleyball program. You know, we did have an exhibition match, so we did, yep. uh, you know, get a chance to see a little bit of the – of the team early sure. on, um, but now we've actually got some um, action uh, uh, under our belts. And uh, you talked about the the youth. That's true. It's a nice mix of mm-hmm. older players, young players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the coaching staff decides to do with the rotation, with who yeah. gets in. You, you know, you go on the road for 
uh, all non-conference matches until this weekend. Now you get into conference play, and and you really probably have to solidify what you're going to do relative to uh, who's going to play. It is interesting uh, to see what's happened with the center position. Dana Schindler, we talked about Dana a little bit, and I think she's a unique player because of her size, and you don't find too many setters at this level uh, uh, with her length. And uh, now it looks like they're going to have her. The great thing about a luxury, it's really luxury because you can have two setters in the lineup if you want at the same time if you have Dana playing the front row uh, yeah. and she can ro- rotate out um, when you get to the back row so if that's what you want to do yeah. um, one of the things I, I, I haven't seen so far is that dominant player yeah. uh, offensively yeah. and, and over the course of, it's still early so there's still some um, chances for that to evolve and I, I think in, during that one exhibition game I think we saw a couple players who might be those people right. relative to uh, really offensive weapons yeah. in that front row when you need to get a, a point or a side out <clears throat> So, uh, good opportunity. I know there's a lot of excitement about the program um, with uh, uh, new uh, coaching staff installed and uh, some uh, new young players injected into the program. So, best of luck to the Mavericks this weekend with a couple of conference uh, matches again underway here with the home part of the schedule. So, that's excited uh, to see the volleyball team get underway. Uh, tennis uh, team, Bernsey, has got some action going on. We've had a couple of really successful matches here early on here in the fall with our women's tennis program. Yeah, we've uh, gone 3-1. and one. Uh, We split a double duel against uh, Luther College a couple weeks back, and then I believe we beat uh, St. Ambrose and uh, – I'm drawing a blank on the previous uh, team, but St. Ambrose and – Wartburg, yep, we got a couple sweeps against them. So three and one on the start of this year, on the start of this season, I believe uh, three of the gal, three of our players, I think uh, Grace Ackerman, Tristan Bryant Otaki, and Elizabeth Felderman, I think they all uh, won three of their uh, four uh, singles matches, and uh, and uh, Tristan, she uh, she was the, the number one uh, singles, she was uh, competing in the number one singles matches. So definitely a good start. Uh, this year for the team going out going out against some of the some teams that we haven't normally faced. I, it's been a while since we've had like a fall schedule, from what I remember, with uh, the tennis program. Obviously, last year we didn't, and uh, but uh, this weekend they're going to be uh, competing at the Gustavus Invitational. So that's just basically a in, more or less an individual tournament. We're not competing in duels. We just have players competing at that event. Uh, that begins tomorrow and it runs through Sunday. So. That'll be, that'll be a really good test because Davis they always have some very good uh, tennis players on their uh, rosters and everything yeah one of the like top so. D three programs in the country absolutely uh, Ryan Ryan Cusera, a young coach with our yeah. our, our program uh, brings a lot of energy he does uh, t- uh, to the program and uh, you know little things like actually having matches in the fall that's a pretty big thing relative mm-hmm. to the develop of the of uh, the student athletes in the program especially when. Uh, you have the number of underclassmen on the roster like he does, and that's another thing Ryan's done. Is I think recruiting-wise, numbers-wise, uh, that's one noticeable thing about the women's tennis program yep. right now is that we have numbers uh, in the program. Whereas the past few years, it seemed like we had you know six or seven kids. Now we've got double, almost double that yeah, fifteen. We got 15. Right? Yeah. I mean, we were able to do a double duel against Luther, which yeah. uh, says a lot right there. That gives you a lot of depth. Uh, gives you some options to to you know work with. You know, work with different combinations no in the doubles matches. Or maybe uh, so and so is better at uh, maybe at the number three single spot or the number two, you know that sort of thing. So, gives you some flexibility to work with, you know, which is obviously really nice to have. Because I think last season we were down to just six players, so yeah. it's like, well, the, these are your six, yeah. you know, and you can only do so much, you know, with that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, good luck to them this weekend, and then uh, uh, of course, uh, football's at home this weekend against Bemidji State, um, yeah. an important uh, NSIC match for. Uh, 
uh, obviously both both schools, uh, the Mavericks, uh, uh, one and one. Bernsey, we had something happen last week we hadn't uh, yeah. had seen happen with our uh, football program in three or four years, right? Uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, lost our first uh, road game since the 2016 season yeah. against uh, Minnesota Duluth, and our first uh, conference game since 2016. Yeah, three uh, 36 wins in a row, I think. 30, in conference 36 play. conference wins in a row that that was dating back to. Uh, Week 10 of the 2016 season, and the road trip record uh, began right around that time as well, I yeah. believe. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah, a couple records fell. We didn't we didn't quite catch our uh, our. You yeah, okay I, know. There, I know. No, <laughs> I was. I don't know what I was doing. I was, was thinking in, about in stuff. He was, he was thinking about. He was thinking about the press box food up at. Oh, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm already, the Vikings games. I think. You know, yeah, those mac and cheese bites will get you. Oh, he was he was telling <laughs> me about the spread up there. I'm yeah. like, wow, yeah, that's, uh, that's well, Bernsey, awesome. I've been up to those Viking games. I've been in the press box several times. Not once did I mention. You know, there's a there's a rule that I have, mm-hmm. which is if you're not there, but you'd like to be there, why would I want to talk about how great it was for me? <laughs> for me, <laughs> I don't want to make anybody you know, feel bad about not being there, so I never brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. But Jordan apparently is. Ex- extremely excited and rightfully oh. so. That's kind of fun. Yeah, he is. He's excited. He's yeah. pumped up about it. He yeah, yeah. Lo- loves it and can't, a, can't wait for the next home game. Basically, it's, it's literally tough to contain the excitement. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have a, a cathartic experience when they play away games because I can let all of the high pitch yelling. Sorry to my neighbors no. out uh, <laughs> during those games. Uh, so it's nice, but when they give you flan and. Fresh fruit with cream free. Can't, <laughs> can't really know how to spell flan. Can't really. It's F L O N. I think is how you spell that. <laughs> it's wow. good. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> Where can you get that? I don't know. <laughs> Some French restaurant. I don't, I don't think oh, there's I one in Mankato. I know one place <laughs> to get it up in the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah but you cool. gotta have a credential to get it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, so, so, uh, Minnesota Duluth has got a. Uh, oh yeah. You know, and, and I, I think uh, relative to our, and the last time we'd actually played. Football, you know, we opened the season with a, uh, a win in which we were probably lucky to win against Northern State here mm-hmm. uh, two weekends ago. But yeah. uh, people are, you know, you have that short-term memory is not the right word, but our program, uh, the bar is set so high with yeah. some of our programs and football especially, so is one of them, mm-hmm. um, with the, the winning streak and the fact that uh, the reality is without a football season last year, yeah. uh, going into this season, our last time we played was for the national championship. Yep. Right. Um, so uh, you have to really extrapolate and try to understand where you are basically mm-hmm. two years from that game. And lo- yep. there's, there's, I mean, we're not the same team. We're just not. And no, and the other teams aren't the same either. No, they're not. So, And they also hadn't played for two years. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just us. It was them as well. Yep. So not making any excuses, that's reality. Yeah. So um, I think going into the Minnesota Duluth uh, game uh, based on uh, the small sample size that we have with the season with basically that one game against Northern State what do we have um, um, and knowing what we know about the program with the roster which I'm not sure people are, are really aware of everything but we don't have that many starters back defensively right. um, and we may be talented but we're young I think yep, we are young. inexperienced yep. and then on the on the other side you lose two top uh, your all American like player. I mean, you're you're probably the best rusher, all time runner, yep. and all time in the program yep. in Nate Gunn and and an NFL player in Shane Zilstra. Yep. So I mean, who's who who has that nationally? Not too many teams have nope. that. So uh, you just can't replace those guys. You just can't. You yeah. can throw. You can put. You can replace them, but obviously, you you literally cannot replace the talent. Nope. So um, uh, I I I wasn't surprised. We were pr- we were pretty. We could have won that game 
up at UMD. We could have won it. Yeah, if there a couple, a couple, if a couple, couple more players. things go our way, yeah, we yeah. it's certainly a different game. I mean, and I I was I've been trying to tell uh, people, you know, it's like remember it, the last ten years that we've been pretty much near the top of the conference almost every year here, right? But always remember, Duluth was has always been right with they've us. They've been right there too, pretty yeah. much the yep. whole ride, yep. uh, and they've either been tied with us at the end of the year because we don't face each other in the regular season, or we were their only loss. In, in a lot of instances, yeah, so they were yeah. always right with us. So, and Duluth, I didn't expect anything different from them th- this go round. And biggest um, crowd ever, yeah, up at their stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they were going to be pumped for yeah. that game. Yep. And uh, I say it in our office all the time: uh, people hate us. <laughs> they hate us. It's it's yeah. the nature of people to uh, uh, want to knock you off your pedestal. That's yep. just the nature of of people and sports in general. And um, I. Remember when I first came to MSU it was a long time ago, and North Dakota State was winning national championships in Division Two, and everybody hated North Dakota State. And um, my sense is that uh, it's sort of like us with some of our programs, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's a pretty big deal whenever you're playing MSU. I mean, we're playing we're playing the team that in 2019 we've played for the national championship twice in the last five years, six years, yep. right? So. Uh, and then UMD has won national championships. On their resume, they've got two national championship teams. It's been a while, but there hasn't been any drop-off in their program. They could contend for a national championship. Yep. So um, you go up there, and you know it's going to be a real tough environment, and we're still going through some growing pains, I think, a little bit with some of our um, our lineup. And uh, hopefully we get back on track against another tough opponent. It's not going to yeah. get all that much easier with mm-hmm. Bemidji State coming yep. to town tomorrow. Yep, Bemidji State uh, 2-0 and on the year. They... Um won a close one last week but uh two weeks before in their season opener on the road they went down to sioux falls and they beat they beat the cougars and yeah, we uh, think sioux falls is a good team yeah sioux so. falls is all, along along with us in duluth sioux falls has also been one of the more consistent yep. teams in the league over the last <clears> 10 <throat> years so that's a big win for bemidji to pick up there and um you know of course uh now they're coming here i mean it's like if you pick if they they're obviously going to be gunning for us again the last time they came here back in 2016 they they got a win against us so they came out and they uh, kind of, they smacked us pretty good early on, and yep. we were playing catch up the rest of the game. So I mean, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did you see two weeks ago when I think it was Montana or maybe Montana State beat Washington State? Did you see the post game video? I did not see the post game video. Post game video for some reason Montana State's coach was talking about the importance of their win over Washington State, and it was a pretty big win for their program. Washington State is. Um, Power Five conference team, mm-hmm. and Montana State's Big Sky conference, a Big Sky conference yep. team. Yep. They're they're a level lower. They're um, FCS, FCS, yes, right? Yep. So it was a big win. It was at, and they they probably got half a million bucks to go there and play that game. Mm-hmm. And in the post game, the uh, Montana State coach said, "Hey, listen, this is uh, like App State beating Michigan. If you remember that game, I that do was a pretty big that deal. Game. So it was a unexpected upset." And he was comparing that to, and he goes, "Listen, this." And he started. He goes, and he 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 prefaced his statement by saying, "I probably shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but this was a this, this wasn't Bemidji State that we beat. Mm-hmm. This is Washington State." Yeah. For some reason, he brought up Bemidji <laughs> State. He threw Bemidji State in there. <laughs> I don't know why he said it. I don't know what the connection is, but he said, "Like Bemidji State was some." Does he have like a connection? I don't know. I don't know. But the Bemidji State folks didn't take it all that well. Ah. Uh-huh. As you can imagine, they're going, are you kidding me? What we do to you? What we do to you? <laughs> do to you? So yeah. I, I wonder, I mean, I'm just curious about the chip on the show. It, it provided some, uh, uh, you know, some of those billboard, or, 
news yeah. clipping things so that teams go, well, we'll show you type of thing. And I wonder, yeah. although they're not playing Montana State, I wonder <laughs> if they're using that stuff as motivation. Yeah. A little bit. It was, it was kind of odd, wasn't it, Connor? Yeah, it's uh, it came uh, out of the must blue. be a Bemidji Redemption Tour, maybe? B- Bemidji Redemption <laughs> Tour. Yeah. yeah. We'll show you. <laughs> but they got some national publicity out of the deal. That was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And they did, they did, like some of their coaching staff just said to them, you guys want to play, let us know. <laughs> you know, so it was kind of good. But um, th- I think uh, when you look at our schedule uh, here on out, Bernsey, we've got our work cut out for us mm-hmm. relative to what we have to do. I mean, we have postseason aspirations like a lot yep. of programs do, and we can't afford uh, too many more losses, I don't think, if we hope to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, um, you, two losses, you're basically right on the brink. Yeah. And now then now you're going to need – it's not necessarily just what you can do to make, to make the NCAA tournament. You're going to need to get help if you yep. have two losses. A third loss pretty much puts you out of it. I've heard I've heard Jordan use this term before. He says, uh, well, our cushion is probably gone, yeah. right? Well, yeah, we don't have much more margin margin for error left. And then, of course, you know, after – you know, we still have a – we still have a lot of tough opponents in the South Division here coming up too, you know, with Sioux Falls, Augustana, and Winona State too. And actually Duluth and Winona – Duluth is traveling to Winona this weekend. They're both 2-0. So that will be an interesting game to follow along with. Uh, this Saturday as well. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up with the Vikings. Uh, what do they got going this weekend, Jordan? Oh, we got Arizona at Arizona taking taking on the Cardinals. See, they'll see be a tough. They'll be a tough yeah, one. Well, like, Arizona's okay. Well, right? when you have a guy like Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball yeah. and an offensive line that is uh, quite similar to a Matador mm. in the Olay block. Oh, oh nice. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pill battle, and you got uh, immobile Kirk. So we'll see how mm. that goes. Our boy Adam Thielen had an impressive day, two touchdown, got me thirty point seven three points of fantasy, so I was uh, happy with Adam. Um, but he was definitely a gamer, probably only Viking ready to go. But we'll see. All old Zimmer can get him back on track and see what see what happens. Not looking too optimistic so far. But okay. I digress. All right. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes the weekend, and we'll be back next uh, Friday to recap another edition of Mag- Maverick Magazine. Uh, in the books. Thanks very much, everybody. It's great to be a Maverick. MSUMavericks.com at MSU Mavericks. Have a good weekend. And a Florida Book Awards gold medal for her memoir, Ordinary Girls. Welcome, Jakara. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Chris and Emily. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to. Hey, you told